Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the On Twos podcast. My name is Nathan Talon, and with me today is Luca Sacida. And this week, we are going to be talking about the Netflix animated film, Klaus. Hello. Directed by Sergio Pablos. Came out this year, mm-hmm. maybe like a month ago. New blood. New blood. Um, and it's kind of taken the animation world by storm a little bit. Is it really? Yeah, people are mad respects to it right okay. now. It got nominated for some Annie Awards, which is like the animation. It didn't get a... Nope, d- not for Golden Globes. Nope. Crime. Truly a crime, honestly. You could say, or some say that it's a crime of Grindelwald. Um, I would not say that, but huh. some may say that, yes. Okay. Or just it not getting a nomination is just as bad as that. What about that? I'd agree. Okay. So we're on um, the same page. But yeah, it's uh, it's a traditionally, it's a kind of a hand-drawn animated movie, oh, which is crazy. Oh, it looks cool. It looks awesome. Um. Sergio Pablo, some background on him as he went and created his own studio, but um, he worked on a lot of the Disney Renaissance films. Oh, really? So he worked on Aladdin, Notre Dame, Hercules, Tarzan. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and he kind of broke off. What was he doing on those, do you know? I think he's just an animator. Gotcha. And he broke off, and he wanted to start his own kind of uh, animation house, Um, and he wanted to approach specifically this movie. I don't know about his other movies, but I think like if they continue to make them, um, he's gonna want to approach him the same way, but um, like as, same way as in... as if th- we uh, Hollywood never made the switch to 3D animation. So he's picturing it how 2D animation would have evolved had it oh. not been for the giant switch. Mm-hmm. So he's just approaching it, and this is really the I first. I love that. I know that's awesome. The the fact that that even exists, you know, yeah. that we get this. This pimped out 2D animation is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just the lighting in general is just, man, it well, just goes such it's, a way. It's the first, um, I guess, 2D animated movie to use uh, like volumetric lighting oh, and okay. stuff like that, which is an interesting technique, which helps lends itself to that kind of awesome sun ray kind of feel. Oh, that that's a, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it, it like. It, it it's oddly super, uh, like natural looking. Yep. So, um, and then uh. They he once he made this company he made this short this kind of teaser to kind of gain interest for this project called Klaus and it was amazing and it looks very similar to I think this is kind of a weird take uh, I almost feel like the ana- or like the short like looks better it might because they didn't w- which makes sense I mean you only you're dealing with four minutes yeah. instead of an hour and a half um, you know I don't. We don't. I I don't know what the what the check they had or their budget they had, was. Their budget was forty million dollars. Okay, and I guess in the grand scheme of animation, I don't know if that. It's not that much. It's a decent budget though. Um, um, like it doesn't look bad. It's just like I remember watching, um, the short and being like, not only is it like is it just a cool concept in general, but I'm like I am blown away by the way that this animation looks. And I watched the movie. I'm like. Yeah, this is in the same spirit, but I, I'm not like yeah. knocked off my feet. There was sometimes where I was for sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. there's moments whereas like I feel like the whole short, I'm just like this is so fucking good, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, but after 2015, when he was trying to gain um some traction for this project, a lot of people deemed it too risky. Mm-hmm. No one wanted it. Yeah, no one wanted to make it. And then in 2017, uh, Netflix announced that 
they're partnering with them and they're going to make this movie and it's going to come out Christmas time 2019. See, it just the the idea itself seems so money that, that I, I, don't I don't understand, understand how you see that short and you're like, nah, pass. And now a lot of people are, you know, I'll get it out of the way. I like it a lot and a lot of people are putting it in that kind of echelon of like a Christmas rewatch. Like everyone will rewatch this oh, on absolutely. Christmas. Yeah. Um, very wholesome and it, yeah it like just harkens back to kind of those older animated movies that it, especially it, that dealt i think with. it deserves to be in the same category as some of the those old classic christmas movies that we know and love so yeah i mean it's it's tough to say that right now because it just came out this year yeah so knowing if something's gonna stick or not we'll never know but as of right now it just totally seems like something that if it lands now i'm sure that down the road it's still gonna be there. yeah and it's just gonna be on netflix so mm-hmm. it's like there in perpetuity as long as netflix exists and it'd be cool to see netflix kind of partner with him after the success of this because it is like critically acclaimed oh and all i'm that so stuff. just the idea of taking uh I mean, not to spoil anything yet, but just in long story short, it's kind of a Santa uh, origin story. So we're seeing a lot of uh, stories that we already kind of know, yeah. and they're just putting a fun spin on it and how it came about. I I literally eat that stuff oh, up. I was eating Literally it injected into my veins. It's like it's a top five thing for me that yeah. I love to see in movies. So I'm curious to see what his next thing would be. Yeah. If he wants to take another famous property that we already know and put his spin on it, mm-hmm. or if he just wants to do something completely different. I'd I'm, be, I'd be yeah. cool either way. I love the look of it and I'd love to see more movies kind of in this style. So, um, but yeah, it's once Netflix kind of announced that it was uh, going to produce this project. Um, that's when Jason Schwartzman was attached. Mm-hmm. JK Simmons played Santa Claus. Rashida Jones plays the teacher. Mm-hmm. Will Sasso and Joan Cusack play like this rival house, these two rival houses in mm-hmm. the area. And all I could think of with Joan Cusack was Jesse. Were you getting vibes or no? Uh, like just her voice, like as like her like as a voice actress. All I could hear, especially when she would get angry. Yeah. Oh, I just hear Jesse straight into my head. See, that's that's true. Um, like animation blood you got there, because I hear her voice instantly. Think School of Rock. But oh that, yeah, that's just what yeah, I'm yeah, attached yeah. to. So it's more or less, maybe I just think of her more yeah. than I attach her to a specific character. Um, but yeah, I think I go more um, School of Rock than anything. Or she's in High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think of the actress yeah. before I think of anything. Well, yeah, I thought of the actress, but it's like just watching it in, like an a- listening to it in an animated movie. Also, it's I like, guess I'm not attached to her that much as in like in Toy Story or that character in Toy Story very much. That's this. Um, yeah. Isn't Toy Story 2 your favorite? Uh, You know, honestly, yeah. Yeah, it probably big fan is. then. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> Anything else you have to add? Yeah, you know, just the idea of it being a short that ended up turning into this big thing. Um, just recently I let somebody borrow Whiplash, and that obviously was a short and got turned in. So it's just, I don't know, it's ironic that I watched both of these things um, recently. I just find it really inspiring, you know, um, us being – Students down here trying to make student films, you know, I think that that's just an awesome thing to look up to is that you we can all make shorts and it can lead to something, you know, just getting your work out there and somebody's going to see it. Yeah. And somebody's going to believe in you. Um, you just got to run the festival circuits yeah, and see you if know, someone um, gets attached to it. Yeah. So I guess if there's anything to take away, not only is the movie amazing um, and just uh, just in general, but I think it's also just kind of inspiring in its own story of how it was made as well. I agree. All right, cut to black, fade in. We see a bunch, a pile of envelopes. 
they just keep falling down into this hole mm-hmm. and we get this kind of voiceover from Jesper kind of uh, the main character kind of talking about how everyone loves Christmas everyone loves this but no one really cares about where that all came from and all this stuff and he's like well I'm here to tell you that it all changed with this envelope and then it falls and it's like a blue one and we go through this whole process of it getting stamped and everything this little montage um, and it turns out it's basically a summons for Jesper to come talk to his dad who owns this giant kind of post office uh, empire. Um, and it's kind of like I like I heard before, it's kind of Emperor's New Groove kind of vibes. A little bit. Where he's a privileged person that kind of doesn't take his work too seriously and he's kind of a jerk to everyone around him. He thinks he's above people. And, yeah, no, I mean, that is kind of yeah. what it is. I think that uh, Cusco... Um, even though he is just a jerk, he's just a slimy guy, he still just has this charisma about yeah, him yeah. that you like him. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with uh, this character, not as likable. Yeah. You know, like when we first meet him, we're like, oh, oh I see. I understand what type of guy yeah. this is. And he doesn't necessarily have like that that charm that goes along with um, something like a Cusco character. But, yeah. I mean, they definitely resemble each other yeah. for sure. Um, and he basically gets sentenced to open up and try to get a post office running in uh Smearinsburg, which is like towards the arctic circle and he needs to get six thousand letters in one year or else he's cut off from like the family empire and well yeah basically what happens is the movie starts and we see this envelope being passed through like this kind of factory like thing it's almost like going down a conveyor line yeah. of people doing different things stamping and adding stuff to it um, we we go outside and we see that uh, it almost looks like a military camp. Like there's people training. Uh, we're following kind of a general character um, with the whole get up, and uh-huh. there's people training to do like mail stuff, which I think or post yeah. office stuff, which I think is really cool. And basically, what happens is uh, the our our main character who's sitting in this nice tent by himself, not you know, taking it too. You know, seriously. he's not in an outfit. He's in like a robe, and he's might as well just be eating grapes and having somebody, you know, he's just Man. so privileged. And um, the general comes in and basically says, uh, you've been called to do this job. And he's like, what? And, you know, that sort of thing. He gets uh, put in front of his dad, and his dad is basically fed up with him just taking advantage of anything because he doesn't try at anything that he yeah. does in life. And if he... Um, he's not going to get anywhere in life. You know, he doesn't even want to do anything. He just doesn't... Ex- there's not a, he doesn't yeah. even have a goal. So his dad basically forces him. He's like, okay, you don't want to do all these steps to get to be an actual postman? Well, you, there you have it. You're a postman now. Now you're being sent to this place mm-hmm. and the middle of nowhere, and you got to have this much uh, mail sent out or whatever yeah. if you want to come back. So that's, yeah. And then he, like, walks outside, and there's, like, a carriage. He's like, oh, great. And it's a big one, and then it moves, and he's got, like, this little dingy one. And then we even get a shot of, like, the giant general guy going, like, Smearinsburg, even for him? That's a little harsh. And he's like, I know, but it has to be done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, geez, what is this place going to be? If I no know. Else, if yeah. um, so anyways, we get this kind of montage of him journeying to, um, I guess, this fairy man. He has to, because Smearinsburg is an island, so he has to make his way up to the northern part of this, I guess it's kind of, I don't know what continent it would be, Europe? It's like over by Norway in that area. Um, He makes his way there, 
And then he gets on the boat with the ferryman and the ferryman's talking about, oh, another postman coming here. Oh, good luck. All I this love, stuff. Um, it's Norm MacDonald yeah. who does the voice of the ferryman. And I think he's great. You yeah. know, he's really funny. Yeah. And he's basically uh, talking about basically preparing him for what Smearinsburg's going to be. And when we first see it, it's just gray. Oh, there's a great line right at this little, the, as they're rolling into town. Um, you know, he's just freezing because um, he's coming from a warm climate, yeah. getting put in this little cold town. He's like, oh, does it get any? He's like, is the weather like this all the time? He's And then the the fisher yeah. or the ferryman says, yeah, uh, not usually because uh, we're having a bit of a warm front right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, this place is run down you it's no it doesn't really get taken care of you see he sees a bunch of like creepy kids and there's like one with the like stabbing a snowman oh with a it's carrot. super scary yeah. you know uh, i think we see like people stealing stuff yep. or there's just all these like little like red flags that are happening and uh you know everything's dark you know all the doors are closed but it's not like we're it's seeing people outside yeah it's just it's spooky it's cold everybody's going in their house even the people people that we see we see that they're up to no good um they're the kids that are outside playing with a snowman like nate said they're literally stabbing it with a carrot so it's just like whatever we see is just freaking and there's a great shot too um because obviously he's moving, right? We get like a POV yeah. of the kid just sta- continue just stabbing this um, a snowman, and she kind of looks like Wednesday Adams. Yeah, all three of them kind of look like they're in a part of the um, Adams Very family. Very gothic, for sure. Um, but uh, I think we're coming up on a house too that's a little ahead of them. Yeah. So as we're going forward, you know, the kids are slowly coming out of frame, whereas the like house yeah. is coming. In. I just thought and that was a great staring shot. at the camera. Yeah, you know, time. they lock eyes. I think that that's great. Um, I think it's just a little thing that I noticed as I'm watching it is that the people that we did see, it's like we either see super gothic people or we see um, people like with. Like red hair. Yeah, there's that sort two. Of thing. There's two very distinct people, groups of people in this town. There's the people with black hair, and there's the people with red hair. And yeah, that's kind of how it breaks. So down. As, even as it started, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually he gets to kind of uh, town square, and he's like, really, no reception? What the heck? And then the ferryman's like, oh, yeah, they said to ring the bell, and then the reception will start. He said, really? And he's, he's like, like yeah. oh yeah, absolutely, confetti, all of it, whole nine yards. So he goes and rings the bell, and it turns out it's the fight bell. Whoever, whenever this bell is ring, rung, um, the two kind of clans fight each other because it's just he found his way into a town that's on like civil war at all times. Yeah. So whenever this bell is rung, the two, <laughs> the two families just literally stop whatever they're doing and fight. grab <laughs> weapons, and they just run. To the, and it's hilarious because there's like people uh, that were like in the bathtub running out. Yeah. You know, you just get all these people to stop. Uh, what they're doing to go and fight each other and it's hilarious you know what i don't think you've seen this movie um it's very reminiscent of uh gangs of new york okay um we get kind of a fight scene kind of like this but obviously it's more of a pg version it's the exact same thing um it's awesome yeah great start to the movie and he's just put right in the middle of it for sure and he's like we get kind of like this tracking shot following him through everything going down sure i thought that was pretty cool um but it turns out that um, Smearinsburg is home to the Ellenbows and the Crumbs, these dun, two dun, dun. Cl- clans that have been perpetually fighting, and the only reason they've been fighting is because they've always been. 
It's this is how it is. Yep, it's just how, and it's funny because they do a good job of kind of just going and showing like how long this thing's been yeah. going on, and you know you get these pictures of them fighting in different time periods and it just keeps going back and then we eventually get like a cave painting of these red and a blue you know stick figures fighting it's just ridiculous but it's great it's great um yeah and that's kind of when we learn that this is the fight bell and all this stuff happens and uh basically every postman kind of gets scared out is what it's like oh great another one that's their only reaction to this like nothing's really gonna happen uh, the ferryman brings him to the post office, mm-hmm. um, and it's just run down. There's chickens all over the there's, place. Yeah, there's chickens in there. It's just there's not even a roof. You know, like it's it's open. It's it's a little dump. It's a little dump truck for sure. And uh, he's just kind of sad because you know he's used to having this giant house. Um, and then Jesper kind of goes and he explores a little bit, um, and he finds the school. And he's like, oh, it's a school. And he goes in, and there's just fish everywhere. Fish everywhere. And he's like, what's It that? almost looks like a like a meat factory, yeah. you know, like how like in Rocky style. Yeah, they got the, the meat hanging. It's kind of the same thing, but huge fish. So you got to, like, move them to get through that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then as, like, the deeper he goes, he eventually sees what would resemble a classroom. Um, and he sees this globe with just a bunch of knives stuck in it. And then it gets taken, and then we get this cool shot of this woman cutting a fish, and it opens up. And then once it opens up, it reveals Jasper standing there. They do that shot a lot throughout yeah. this movie that I noticed, which is like, you know, good yeah. shot, good shot. Um, but, yeah, I noticed that they do that quite often. Like, they've done it. They, I think they do it at least three times in this movie. Yeah. Um, but we see uh, Alvo is there. It was this woman that came here to teach, mm-hmm. but no one, none of the kids really want to learn. So she's just stuck here. None of the parents really put them in school to learn. Um, so what she, age would you say she is? I don't know. Late 20s, early yeah, 30s? I think They seem like they're about t- the same yeah. age, but her hair looks crazy. Yeah, you know, she's, she's been here for a while. Yeah, and you know, she's chopping up this fish and like it opens it up and she just instantly peels all the... Yeah, she's been doing this for a while. Yeah, you know, we can see that she's kind of an expert and it's like, oh man, and she knows how to use a knife. It's like, well, don't mess with this chick. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um. But yeah, she basically gives him the lowdown of this place. Um, and when Jesper leaves, we kind of notice that she, we get this little cutaway to her kind of storing some money up in a cabinet. And we're like, oh. Inside of a fish. Inside you of know, a fish. You, she opens the cabinet and there's like three fish hanging there. And she opens the mouth of one of them. Um, and there's a just jar of money. Or I think the money just might be in there in general. Yeah. Um, I think that's just an interesting character. Yeah. Um, in general, that you know, this this young girl who wants to become a teacher and just influence the world, um, but she gets sent to a town, or she's in a town where um, nobody sends their kids to school. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, is that even legal? Like, because I mean, I don't. I know. mean, it doesn't matter in this town. Cause I mean, I get it, and it's because it's in the middle century. of nowhere or nowhere. Um, Norway. <gasps> no, but it's the, the the 19th century as well, so it's pretty much. Your kids are your property. Do what you want with them, you know. It's, um, obviously, that sort of thing seems like it's worn her down. It's just interesting to me that she's she's when we first meet her, she's already at the point where it almost seems like she doesn't even want to teach at this point either. Yeah. You know, even if that was an option, it's like, no, I just want to get the heck out of here. Yeah, she's kind of seen the world, especially this world, for mm-hmm. what it is, you know. Um, kind of like, is it even worth it at this point? Yeah. Um, as... As Jesper kind of is going around the town, he's trying to coerce people into sending letters. 
Um, he's just trying to find ways, and no one's having it. No one at all. Um, and he eventually kind of stumbles upon this giant mansion-looking house, um, and a piece of paper kind of falls down by him, and he picks it up, and it's that drawing of this kid that looks sad in the house, and he's out the window. And then we hear him call out, and he go, looks up, and the kid's in the window. He's like, can you give me my drawing back? He's like, I can if you give me a penny for some postage, and I'll mail it to you. And he's basically teaching this kid how to uh, mail a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was the whole thing, him, the back and forth. And then his dad shows up. It's like, Dad, do you have a penny? Because this man's trying to mail back my drawing. He's like, no, I'm not. Nope, nope, because this guy has just a giant shotgun with him. Well, he also looks he looks oh, like yeah. Ab- like a scary Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln and he's got two hunter. dogs with him mm-hmm. that are just, you know, he doesn't even say anything. He, just, he does like the freaking Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood. Like, and then so he throws, Jesper throws the letter in his bag and kind of runs off. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting that he would keep the letter, but I think that this part coming up is so genius of how these two little storylines connect. Yeah, I just freaking eat. I ate this movie up, yeah, dude. I'm watching dude. it and I'm like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" I just had a smile on my face throughout the whole thing. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so he co- goes back to the post office. He's completely defeated. The ferryman kind of shows up and gives him a hard time again, and then he's just staring at the map of it, and he notices something along this path. There's just like a cabin that's all by itself. Oh man, how they reveal that is awesome too, because we see that, um. Like, after the ferryman gives him a hard time, he's like, ah, two to four weeks, you know, it'll kind of, uh, it'll work itself out. Yeah. And we get a little nice montage of him. him. crossing off. He's even, like, we see him, like, sleeping in his bed, and he's got no blinking, he's shivering. And like I said before, there's no, there's a spot in the roof where there's just missing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So, like, as he's sleeping in the middle of the night, snow just falls right on. um, Literally my worst nightmare. I I instantly thought of you when I saw that. I'm like, oh, this seems like a disaster. But after these four weeks pass, we see he's just sitting there, and he's just defeated. You know, he's got a little scruff on his face now besides the sideburns, and he looks like he hasn't slept in uh, forever, and the ferryman's, again, giving him a hard time. But the the poster of the map on the wall, um, one of the corners is just hanging off. So, like, he takes, like, a cane and, like, kind of flattens it out on the wall, and we see that there's this new place revealed. I just think that that's yeah. freaking so smart. And then uh, basically the ferryman says, oh, yeah? Yeah, how about you pay it a visit? I heard the guy's very welcoming to visitors and everything like that. He's like, okay, maybe I will. Mm-hmm. So he gets all his stuff together, and he goes up on this path, and this is when we're introduced to the woodsman. Uh, we basically see it just kind of focuses on the axe, and the axe says Klaus on it. And oh, he's yeah. out there and he's cutting wood and he's doing all this stuff. And they repeat that same yeah. uh, shot where he like is halfway uh, cut a piece of wood. And we see the... Uh, oh, wait. No, not yet. Not yet. So that comes a little bit later. So I'm not going to... Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about it in a little bit. And at this time, Jesper kind of shows up. Jesper shows up to the... Um, kind of woodsman's house and he knocks on the door Mm -hmm. no answer he's like what the heck knocks on it again no answer opens it up says hello i'm in your house (laughs) yeah just walks right in door closes behind him as it closes it kind of slams shakes the roof and icicles fall and land and lock him into the door like lock him inside Mm -hmm. he's kind of looking around and he notices that it's kind of creepy-esque i mean it's dark in here you see a lot of toys on the walls and everything he's like what the heck did i get myself into um, and then he starts to see like a lot of 
axes and stuff like that. And he's like, oh my god. I think this is again just done so well because he it's played like a horror movie. Like you said, it's real dark and ominous, and we haven't seen this character yet. Yeah. So he's just you know we're seeing the room just as he is. Um, and slowly, like, pulling curtains off of stuff, we see that there's toys, and then we're starting to put it together, like, oh, man. And then so he's looking around, he kind of gets by a window, and we see this giant shape move past the window, and he sees it, too, and he gets scared, and he's trying to find a place to hide, and then Klaus kind of kicks the, breaks the icicles, opens the door, and you just see a silhouette in the door, and I thought that was freaking, yeah. Love is design. Oh, yeah. Love is design. Um, and then so, um, yeah, he's kind of hiding behind the table, and we get kind of this whole. I can't remember exactly how this scene plays out. It's because when he like gets startled from, uh, from the window, he like falls back into a toy that starts playing mm-hmm. pretty much, and like he puts oh, his yeah, hands that, over. It's it. like a bunch of nutcrackers. Yeah, that's what clapping. it is. But the door opens, and he he basically keeps making noise. Is what happens. Yeah. Um, and he's just trying to hide, pretty much. So we get kind of a, not even a cat and mouse thing. No, it's, he yeah. knows exactly where he is. Correct. Uh, and then Jesper kind of finds his way to the door, right? And he just runs out because he got spooked. Um, and then as he's running, the kind of, like, wind or something happens. The envelope. Oh, he drops his stuff, right? Yeah, he drops his stuff, so he left his bag. Yeah. So um, this Klaus grabs the bag and just you know he just throws it somewhere but we also see that um that same paper that the kid had left is now laying on the ground Mm -hmm. just laying in the snow and it's just that same picture of uh the house and it looks like the kid is hanging inside of bars um like he's in a prison cell yeah and but we get like this wind and like the snow like picks it up Mm -hmm. kind of brings it over to klaus and lets it sit so yeah, Klaus kind of gets the drawing, and he instantly we kind of see his expression change a little bit, mm-hmm. and he kind of we see that he's maybe formulating a little something. And Jasper's just scared out of his mind, and he's going back right. Yeah, he's like on his carriage, and yeah. he's just hightailing it out of there. Yeah, um, and then uh, uh, so Klaus comes up with the idea that he's gonna kind of wrap this gift for this little kid and give him a nice little present. Um, and he kind of he just shows up. Well, it's funny because you know, uh, obviously, the woodsman doesn't live close to the town yeah. at all. They're on complete opposite. So it's going to take a while. And even um, showing our lead character get there, it looked like it was quite a journey. Yeah. So when we cut from Klaus with the um, with the picture, um, we we get the idea that okay, he's gone some distance. Maybe he's halfway back home. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, Kla- Klaus up. is just standing in the middle of the road, and, you know, you get the classic, and he falls out, and he's like, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Uh, he's basically and, like, you're going to help me. Yeah. Well, all he says is, where is this at, <laughs> pretty much, because he wants to know where the house is. And uh, he says, take me to it. And he's like, uh, okay, okay. And it's really, really done. It, it's it's awesome because uh, Klaus sits in the carriage yeah. and he he's so big he's that he takes up, up the whole thing so now our what is it, is it jester jesper jesper um he's just completely squished is an understatement yeah you know it's just that's even played for a joke um and so basically the, by the time they roll up to town it's nighttime right mm-hmm. and uh because we don't know that he has a present yet yeah you know at this point it's just he just says take me here yeah and then by the time they roll up to the kid's house uh he kind of gives 
Jesper the package. He's yeah, like, it's like full. It's wrapped. It's yeah. not like wrapped not in Christmas pre- paper. No. It's just wrapped in like a cloth. And he's like, oh. And he's like, deliver it. Yeah. And, and he's then, like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Freaking dead dead body or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, like somebody's a severed head. head. Severed, yeah, that's what he and says. And he's trying to push it into the mailbox and it won't fit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, you're bringing it in there. He's like, no, I'm not. Well, we then, s- they're standing in front of the fence yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then he says, I can't. There's the gates here. I can't get through. And mm-hmm. then Klaus opens up the gate, pushes him in, and then closes it. Yeah, he's just so strong. He opens up those bars and closes it. But we also see that um, not it's there's like freaking bear traps, traps everywhere. sitting in the yard. There's dogs the just The two chilling. dogs from before are sitting, sleeping on the, um, on the porch. So that's kind of why he's like, I can't go. You know, there's a fence. There's all that stuff. He's like, oh, no, you're going to go. So he opens it and closes it, and then Jesper turns around, and the dogs are awake now, Yeah, and they're just hightailing it towards him. And he's like, okay, really not funny. You can open it up again. He's like, there's no way I can get over there. And then he, Klaus kind of looks down and notices that like a board's kind of loose. Yeah, and he's standing and he's, on it. And he just stomps on it, and Jesper goes flying, and guess where he lands? In the chimney. And he falls down the chimney drops off the thing and mm-hmm. we get like this awesome kind of pullback shot that kind of shows him in the house like, oh yeah and it's once again you kind of get horror movie kind of vibes because um immediately the dad wakes up who's there and he's going he has his gun and he's looking for him um and then he runs he gets out the door closes the door and then immediately a freaking hole gets blasted and it reveals well it's funny too because like he's in the house and he's just like okay i gotta get out of here and we see that the dad's woken up so uh we're assuming his his room is upstairs, so we mm-hmm. see the light turn on from up up yeah. top of the stairs. So then he goes try to go out the front door, and there's literally like 19 locks. He's like, "Oh, you got to be kidding I me!" I love how they do this too, because it's like the perspective, because mm-hmm. it's like something that you can only do in animation, where it's like clearly the door isn't that big, but the way they like warp it so that it looks like a hundred stories tall is like, Which it's like brilliant. If I saw that, I would instantly be like, "Okay, I got to go for a window or something." No, he sticks with it. I love so it he's, too. He's like, "Ding ding 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 ding." You know, the he's sound just, design oh, there is yeah. awesome. Yep, every lock, you know, and no, ex- lock 19 might be putting yeah. it short. Yeah. Like, there's locks from the top of this door to the bottom, and they're all different kinds, too. It's not even, like, the ones you just slide yeah. over. Yeah. Like, there's all different just kinds of locks, and, and it's I, really Yeah, funny. I love his reaction. Like, you got to be kidding me. And then he <laughs> immediately as he gets out and closes it, he gets, like, yanked, mm-hmm. and then a blast happens, and it reveals the guy shooting through the door. I thought that was cool. Um, it's funny too because uh, Klaus is the one that kind of yeah. gra- he yanks him out of the way and he puts his hand over his mouth so they're kind of um, to the side of the front door and the dogs run up and Klaus is just so big um, and intimidating he just gives the dogs a look and they run away um, but at this time it's just timed perfectly because then the dad comes out the front door and he follows the dogs he's like where'd they go so they go in a different direction and we see that Klaus and uh, Jesper are still standing there kind of on the side of the house um, conveniently placed right next to a window and uh, instead of leaving we see that Klaus walks up to the window and we see that um, the, the kid, kid from up. before he wakes up and he comes down the stairs and he doesn't know where his dad went but he sees that there's this package in the living room floor and it's lit all nice with a nice warm fire. Uh, but he um, undoes the package and sees that it's a toy frog. So he winds up the back of it. And it starts jumping. It's jumping around. He's chasing it laughing. And we just see that uh, Klaus has just got a smile on Dude, his face. Dude, are you freaking kidding me? Because he's just such a big, intimidating. He's like, he's scary for yeah. sure. So seeing that he's just watching and this is just putting warm in his heart. Are you kidding me, dude? And then the kid notices him in the window. And then he disappears. And he's like, oh! <gasps> 
and he looks. He like does a double take, and then he's gone. I freaking love it, dude. Are you kidding I me? Know. It's so good. And then basically, yeah, Jesper and Klaus kind of part ways. Mm-hmm. Jesper goes back to the post office, goes to bed. The next morning, he wakes up, and there's just like six kids outside mm-hmm. his door, and it's like we got, we want gifts too. We yeah, want. Well, toys. They said our cousin said that if we if we wrote out what we wanted and mailed it to the postman. Uh, then we would, you know, get presents from this guy. It's a penny, right? And he's, you know, well, yeah. He's, well, he's like, get out of here. He's like, we have a penny. It's a penny, right? And and he's he, like, he just sees dollar signs yeah. in his eyes. He's you know? all everything's lining up. What mm-hmm. he, how he's gonna get all the letters that he needs. Um, so he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it goes. And he like takes everyone's letters. Um, and then he's like, all right, I'll. And then he has to go basically pitch this mm-hmm. <laughs> to Klaus. So he makes his way back up there, and this is when we get the whole. Yeah, this is when he when he shows up, he's chopping wood, and this is when we get that shot again because he, he cuts it halfway and then picks it up with his bare hands and turns around and sees Jesper there. So then we get a shot of just the wood and then his hands ripping it apart, and then Jesper's right there. Uh-huh. So it's kind of that same shot repeated. Yeah. Um, basically whenever he discovers a new character. Yeah, yeah. kind of. And then kinda. we basically are like kind of what he's building looks – what he like gives him like a – almost looks like a noose. Mm-hmm. And he tosses it to him, and he's like, oh. <laughs> he starts putting on the freaking news. He puts it on his head. <laughs> he's like, no. And then he basically, we see Klaus kind of whip up like a little birdhouse. And he does this whole nice little flourish, throws it up, and we see that he has like a whole bunch of these birdhouses kind of lined along the trees. Mm-hmm. I think that there's kind of a, a great sound design with those birdhouses, Absolutely. too. Um, Because they're just hanging there on these trees. But even like when the wind starts to come, uh, I don't know. I just hear the noise in the back of my head. It's like wind chimes almost. Um, But yeah, so he's trying to pitch this whole thing. Klaus isn't really having it at first. Um, And then as Jesper is about to give up, we see that wind, that same wind thing kind of come. And it swirls behind Jesper Mm -hmm. and basically spotlights him. And then Klaus turns around or whatever. And he has kind of like a, okay, but if we do this, it has to be at night, and I have to be with you. He's like, what? No. He's like, I can do yes. It. I can do it during the day. He's like, I can just take him right now. And he's like, nope. At night, and slams the door in his face. And it's funny because it definitely seems like it's 2 o'clock, yeah. if that. Yeah. You know, it's middle of the day. Um, so he's going to have to wait if he wants to do it. But, yeah, that's how it goes. And we kind of get like a little... Uh, they meet up and they kind of just deliver some gifts to the kids and stuff like that. Um, and when, oh my God, dude, I freaking, I love that it's like Jasper going down and he's doing what we typically associate with Santa Claus. He's going down the chimneys, doing all this stuff. Um, and then the next day, uh, more and more kids are showing up. And then some kids are like, I don't, I can't do anything because I don't know how to like write. Like, it's like, you have to write a letter. Because I have to deliver the letter. And yeah, like, well, because he takes all, um, like, let's say there's 12 kids. Six of them, he takes them because they already have their envelopes, yeah. that sort of thing. So then he comes out again, and then there's six other kids. He's like, well, what do you guys want? And they're like, well, we want toys, too. He's like, sorry, you got to have a letter if you want a toy. And they're like, well, we don't know how to write. He's like, you don't know how to write. I know the perfect place that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. And he sends them over to the school, and we get the shot of Alva kind of doing her thing. And she turns around, and we there's like six kids and yeah. like just sitting there like 
<laughs> it reminded me of like the incredible it was like well what are you doing mm-hmm. i don't know waiting for something amazing i guess it's like i don't know i started getting warm feelings here too i was like dude everything's coming together and it's like it's kind of weird though because like jesper doesn't mean any of this to happen at first mm-hmm. like it's just that kind of thing and then once we get that w- is this when we get the first appearance of the the girl that speaks norwegian or whatever i think she comes a little bit later okay. i don't remember like when she pops up but she's cute too. Anyway, so then we get another montage of them delivering gifts. Um, and then we get him kind of going in in that like bully kid. He turned in one of the, uh, a letter to to get a toy. And once he goes to his house, he notices that it's the bully kid's house, this kid that picked on him when he first showed up. And so instead of giving him a gift, he takes a lump of coal and he puts it in his stock. He's like, serves you right. And then he bounces. I was like, dude, I'm freaking into this. I know, I'm like, oh my gosh, all these little things. <laughs> yeah, that... exactly. Um, and I'm, then I'm not going to say it yet, but when we get to it, there's one moment where I had the biggest grin on my face that it like kind of was yeah. sore. You ever have those feelings? Yeah. Yep. Like of kind of these re- like these things that we already know and they're reimagining them through the eyes of a kid. There's one that's done so well that even yep. I'm just thinking I think about I know it. Exactly oh what you're my talking about. god, dude, it's so freaking good. Uh, and then anyway, so the next day, mm-hmm. um, we have like Jasper's kind of going around picking up the mail, and it, they're like, <laughs> they're all telling these stories about clouds. He's like, what the? And they're like, he comes down the chimney, and I don't know how he does it, magic or something. And then it shows like clips of him like burning himself and all that stuff. I was like, this is so freaking good that he's getting none of the credit. But he almost doesn't care because it's he cares because he's kind of selfish. But it's like he's doing what it needs to be done. He even draws this thing in his house to kind of show how close he is to yeah, his goal. Yeah, at this point, he's got a machine going, yeah. man. So he cleans up this whole chicken coop that was his house, and it's all tuned up, and everything's painted and looks great. And he's got this little um, design on the wall that almost looks like a thermometer, kind of. Yeah, or like, one of those things like you fundraiser see. thing. Yeah, one of those things you see at the fair when you hit the thing and it shoots up. But obviously the very top says 6,000, and uh, we're just seeing how many letters he gets mailed. Um, so even at this point, like, there are a bunch of presents in, but he's only at, like, a 1,000 exactly, a couple thousand. Um, and then he basically, the bully kid is like, hey. Well, yeah, because all the kids are, they bring even more. Yeah, more, kids more and more letters. people just keep showing up with these letters. And the kid, the bully kid kind of is like, all I got was a piece of coal in my thing. And then Jesper storms over. He's like, you want to know why that is? It's because he can tell when you're not being a good person and you need to be a good person. He's like, what, are you ratting on me? He's like, nope. He just knows. And I was like, dude, this is so freaking He said he's got a whole list of all the bad kids. It's a called naughty the... list. And I was like, dude, I'm freaking in, dude. I know, man. And then he's like, what? And it's like, yeah, so you better be good. Or else... And he even said, like, he's got a list, and he checks it. Mm-hmm. So you better be good because otherwise you won't. all you get will, will be a lump of coal. And basically we get this montage of just all the kids doing good. They're red, cleaning up the town. Red you know. hair kids and uh, black hair kids working together to do stuff. Uh, the parents are starting to get upset a little bit, but then more and more parents start to kind of work with this. Oh, dude, this is – man, I keep saying the same thing over and over, but this is done – it's set up so well too because 
um, before this is after the first kid gets the toy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing with it in the yard again, and it just kind of because it's a frog that just hops around. You know, yeah. it's not like a traditional toy where it kind of stay. You know where it's gonna go. This thing just hops around. It almost looks like it's alive. Yeah. So the kid's in the yard having a good time chasing after it, but it ends up maybe going a little outside going, the yard. It goes through a hole in the fence to yep. like the other side of the. And then there's a girl who's from the rival family. And they're both playing with the toy, and the dad sees that they were playing and freaks out. And then the mom for the other girl sees it and freaks out. It's almost like they go to like a court sort of thing. Exactly, that's and what I was gonna say. And they're yeah. both uh, saying, "I don't know how it happened. I was looking away for two seconds," and which is, I don't know. You know, it's a yeah interesting setup yeah. of how they set that up. But. And it basically, I love the shot where it goes from one courtroom and it goes all the way through the town and it shows up in the other one and they're having the same. And just exact how they're lit different too. How like the it's like greenish. The, yep, the the gothic family is more of a green tint, and then the the other one, the redheads are like nice warm lighting. It's awesome. Yep. It's just done, but that that just shows that rivalry. Yeah. And then stuff. We see the the kids are just cleaning up the town. They're fixing all these dangerous traps that were set up. Um, there's this great gag because there's this old lady who's walking around and she's got like a bucket. We see, and she walks over across the street and she you see these white curtains that are hanging up, and she just pours. <laughs> she just throws this like bucket of like. Guts yeah. or whatever, this black stuff on these white curtains, and then just walks back, which is hilarious. Yeah, but we see um, her go and do it again, and the kids take them down really quick before she can do yeah. it. They're just cleaning up this town, and um, like uh, they do something for one family pretty much. Um, and the mom notices it and runs over to the other kid's mom, like so the rival mom, and gives her some sort of dessert and then it's like we picked all the berries for her instead of stealing them and then and then it's like and then she baked it into oh and then she bundled them all up and brought them over to my mom then my mom built the like cooked a pie and brought that over to her and it's like you just see the back and forth of people doing nice things but it's funny because like to she the just the initial first opens the door she gives her this thing and says yeah, you know, and they both it's look like angry. a rivalry still. Yeah, but it's so like, then the other mom brings like a bigger dessert, brings a whole pie, and brings it over. Says, mm. and it's just this is done so well, yeah. man. And then we just slowly see that everybody's starting to get along now, um, and it's like one act of goodwill will inspire another. That's kind of the main message that. Well, that's the thing is because uh, we see that uh, Jesper is talking to. Klaus and it's just like yeah it's like people are getting along now like it's so I don't know how this is happening and we get hit with the basically line yeah. of the movie of one good act uh, one with, act of goodwill will inspire another yeah and yeah. then um, but because of the whole kind of environment of this town is changing the two kind of matriarch and patriarch of these clans kind of meet and they're like, we need a truce because we need to take down this postman because he's mm-hmm. changing how the thing is. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of sneak off and we don't necessarily know how they're planning. Uh, and then so they're gearing up, like I said, more and more kids. I mean, more kids are going to school. We start to see that she's clearing out some of the fishes. It's great, too, because we see kind of a shot that we saw earlier of her uh, putting money, money into the fish. And she she's hesitant. You know, She's not putting money in. She opens up the fish, and we see the same shot. And she's thinking about it, and she closes it black screen for a second a little, little on a beat yeah opens it takes a couple coins out and then we see slowly yep. her, her she's f- starting to buy some school supplies and revamping this into a school again well it's great too because i think 
we might have skipped past it a little bit, but regardless, um, the second time we see the kids in the classroom uh, is still there's still fish around, yeah. but it does resemble more of a classroom. Um, it's just like she still doesn't want to teach, but all the kids are sitting there and they're like, "Are you going to teach us something?" She's like, "What? What do you want to know?" And they're like, "We want to know how to write." Um, and she's like, "You really want to know how to write?" So she takes one of the kids and you just really really slow but we see the kid writing on the chalkboard and she just looks so annoyed and it's like oh my gosh and then um the kid finishes and she's like i did it that's my name and she's like yep and she's like that's really my name and she's like yep it is that's how you spell it and then we look at the other kids and they're like i I want want to know how to write my name yeah i do too so then we kind of see her eyes light up yeah and it's just like, oh, my gosh, it's so dude, good, my dude. heart is just freaking melting. Anyways, yeah, so mo- basically everything's going great. Everything's turning around. But now there's so much toys that the horse is it gets exhausted and it can't really carry anymore. So they're like, what are we going to do? And they look, and there's just a bunch of reindeer. Which we've seen there before. You yeah. Know, when he first goes to, um, to meet the woodsmen or Klaus in general, uh, we do see these things just kind of hanging around. Um, it's not like this is the first time we've seen yeah. that. Um, and then, yeah, so they just wrangle wrangle up some reindeer, and now some reindeer are carrying the stuff. And we're like, oh, my freaking God, that's amazing. And then this trip, though, something interesting happens as they're working their way down to the town. Mm-hmm. We see Crumb and Ellenbow kind of planning something, and their plan is to drop some stuff on. Because they're in, like, a valley. Yeah. So uh, they get the genius plan of they're basically going to, um, block off the road so they can't. So uh, the Gothic type family, they or is it crumbs? Is crumbs, that what yeah. yeah. The crumbs like have this big log, huge log, and it's they're sliding it down um, this valley, and uh, it's gonna basically block the block road. The path. But we see at the same time that the other family across from them, and they each got like their their son or daughter. Yep are like these giant people that are like twice as size. They have a big boulder, and they drop the boulder, and then they both realize, they're like, wait, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are we both doing this? It's the same, we have this, we're trying to do the same thing. Why would you do this? And uh, obviously at this point, um, they're just trying to beat the the stuff before they collide into each other. And they, they do, but they still get, their carriage gets nicked. So, um, was it on wheels before? Um... Yeah, yeah, it's on wheels because the horses are pulling them. So it nicks them, and we lose the wheels. So now it's just the uh, the flat box that they're basically sitting on is being pulled by these reindeer, and then it it's, and then it happens, dude, dude, this freaking moment. So now they're the horses are going wild, or reindeer are going wild, and they're going right through the woods, and we see them going like basically up a ramp, and we're like, oh, they're like, oh no, 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 no. And they fly in the middle of there, right? Um, and we cut to a kid in his bedroom, and he looks out the window, and he sees... Right in front of the moon, the yep. perfect shot that is, like, synonymous with Christmas. Yep, you see freaking Santa and his reindeer flying. Flying. Oh, my God. Are you freaking kidding I, I, me, dude? I couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't. It's like my heart was pounding. I was suddenly sweating. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, dude. Are you kidding me? Um which I just want to show this to my nieces and nephews to see what their reaction is. I don't know if it's because I've lived 22 years of of my life, so it's like 
we're just so synonymous with Christmas. Like we know all the things that come with it. Then it maybe it lands. I'm curious to see if it lands just as well with them. Yeah. But it's like, oh my gosh, dude, you can't do this better. Yeah, it's so good. And then yeah, they get, it just continues, and they give the toys. Um, and the next day, you know, more kids are bringing them letters, and we get this girl shows up. And she's just speaking a compl- it sounds like gibberish, but mm-hmm. I think it's like Norwegian. And or it's like from her tribe that we'll learn later that she kinda lives in. But Jasper's like, dude, I have no I have no <laughs> idea what you're saying. You gotta give me a letter. And she's good. like And he's like, Nope, yeah, I can't <laughs> you need to write something down. It kinda makes me sad a little bit watching it just yeah. because it's like, Oh man, this kid's just sitting up. But there. but she just got a smile on her face oh, the entire yeah. time. And then he goes and spills his guts to her pretty much. Like he's like, I don't know what to do, I'm almost there or whatever. And then she's like she's just sitting there and he's like, You know what? You're a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> and we get that whole thing. Does he um, send her to the school as well to try and figure out like n- not yet. No. no. Okay. Um and then uh Basically, uh, Jesper goes back, pays a visit to Klaus, and it turns out that they're kind of running out of toys. And then Jesper's like, oh, man. And he's like, we got to make more. Let's just make more. And then Klaus is like, I don't make toys anymore. He's like, well, what are you talking about, dude? You had so many toys. Why don't you make toys? And we kind of get this tragic backstory of um, his wife, Lydia, and how um, they found this cabin and... They have like this little tree that they made where they were going to have a, their plan was to just have a bunch of children and they were just going to raise their children here and they just started making toys for the children. And so they had all these toys and the children never came. And then eventually Lydia got sick and she passed on. And he says, sometimes I still feel her with me though. And it's like that wind. We, we see that the, the wind is like resembling her and it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh, that's freaking. And this is even set up beautifully too because, um, before this moment, it's kind of like uh, the place isn't that nice looking. He just yeah. has all these toys. He's dusting off the cobwebs, kind of, um, and he's just giving them away. But uh, when this moment starts, Klaus walks into his place, and it's like and it completely revamped, yep. kind of like how the post office did yep. in town. Um, so while he, while uh, Jesper is pitching this idea to him, of making toys he's like look here's a station for all the wood stuff here's a station for all the clocks when you have to deal with gears and that sort of thing you just said you know Klaus is saying no no absolutely not yeah and he gets the um Jesper goes to the other side of the room and there's like this big curtain that's over some hanging over something he's like wait no don't pulls it out it's and like the family tree with no one there yeah he's like what the, what the heck is this and then we get the sad so they just butter you up for this moment and it's just yeah so then he goes back, Jesper goes back home because Klaus turns him down and the girl is sitting there still at his stoop. He's like, what the, I can't get rid of this girl. And he's like, you know what, come with me. I know what we're going to do. And they go over and they knock on Alva's door. Mm-hmm. She's like, what the heck are you doing here? It's like, do you understand this? And she goes like, <laughs> like uh. and so we get this moment of them sitting around a table and they're trying to figure out what she wants. And they basically write it down or whatever. And then she goes off on her way. And then Alva is kind of like, um, and then Alva and Jesper kind of go on a, this walk around the town, and she says, do you see what you're doing here? You're, like, changing it for the better, and then you walk into the town square, and we see all the lights are up, the kids are, and we get this awesome shot of, like, them skating on the ice by the thing with the this, like, skeleton that's all made up like a Christmas tree now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they're like, oh, and basically Jesper's plan was once a year, like on Christmas, that's when the gifts will come out because we can't give out gifts every day. So it's like Christmas. So it's like basically their town kind of looks like how a, a town would on a Christmas, sure. like around the Christmas season. It's beautiful. And then like she was like, Jesper basically like, you're going to stay here? I thought you wanted to get out of here. He's like, you'd be a fool to leave now with how beautiful this place is now. And of course, Jesper is like thinking to himself, oh man, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Basically getting second thoughts about leaving and everything like that. That's the first kind of hint we get because now it's clicking on him that he's almost done. And the Christmas is definitely probably going to put him ahead, but he doesn't know for sure. And then with this new invigorated Christmas spirit, he goes home and he's like, okay, if Klaus isn't going to help me make this, I'm going to make this for her. So we see him start trying to do some woodwork to make the toy that the little girl wants. And then he, he passes out. He's tired. And then Klaus comes in. And he hands them something, and they just start working on it. And mm-hmm. They start working and making this thing, and they basically make the sled for this this girl. And they go and deliver it, and they bring it all the way out to this little. It's just tents. It's like yep. a bunch of tents out there, and they rest on the tent, and they go up on the snow kind of hill, and they fall asleep, and they wake up in the next morning, and the dad goes out, picks it up, and the girl comes out, and she opens it up, and then. We just get this awesome kind of moment of her playing on the sled and just going around. I think we get this moment tied with, um, like, the two, um, I don't know what they'd be called, like, the the towns. Exactly. The family, uh, the two main people kind of pulling the strings for yep. both sides of the family. Uh, while this is going on in their way. Um, They've come up with a plan to, they f- discovered um, Jesper's kind of 6,000 they, yeah, they Target. go to the post office to kind of just see, well, okay, what's his backstory? What's his deal? And they see this thing on the wall that says 6,000, and they're like, aha, he's got to get there. And so they just basically make a bunch of letters, and they send them out so that they can get yeah, they give the him, dad to come they, and take they, him. They give him enough so that he hits that um, that goal. point. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, we see this moment of, like, the girl playing with the toy, and both of them get the smile on their face, and we get to see Jasper kind of have that same smile that he got, that Klaus kind of had when he gave the toy to the kid for the first time. Mm-hmm. But as they're going back, Jasper's like, I didn't know if it would be the right size, but then it was perfect and all this stuff, and we get to see that Jasper is kind of changed, and he's a little bit different now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get back, and they so freaking good dude and they're about like they're like fine we'll make the toys for christmas and then so they get there but it's like dude it's gonna take a lot to do this and but like klaus gets started and there's no chance that he'll be able to do all this but then all the village people from the little girls um town show up and it's like the elves and they show up because like what they're oh wearing is like bright red yeah. and blue it's so good dude i was like oh my freaking god it's perfect mm-hmm. and we get this montage of them building stuff because it's funny because they don't say anything when they we yeah. hear not is this the point where he pitches christmas to him yeah i think this is the point where he's like i think when they get back he's like okay i'm still not even it's almost christmas and i'm running out of time because yeah. he's got a time limit he's got to hit six thousand it's within so, one year yeah so he's like i still have 1400 things i need to do and we're I'm, at this rate we're not going to get there by yeah. the end of the year so he's like okay klaus hear me out christmas we we load up every obviously um there's a bunch of kids who still want stuff so we'll get all their letters 
and then on this day we'll go and we'll you know blah 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 we'll and then next year we'll go even bigger and you know it just we'll kinda, expand the operation and get it to it kind of turns into yeah. that and they're hesitant but um he's like i don't know how i'm gonna make all the toys for that as the problem mm-hmm. and then that's when they show up and they're like and they just well, <laughs> they knock on the door and they open it and we see the the little blonde girl mm-hmm. and her uh parents standing there but there's all these other village people behind them and we're thinking like what the heck and they just walk right yep. in the door and they start making stuff because before they go to open the door they're trying to lift this big thing yeah. you know to put in kind of the workshop area like think like a big table or something and uh these new village people walk in and they lift they as a team will lift yep. it and they're just kind of turning thing and they do and we get this elves. montage of them uh, making a bunch of stuff, we get Klaus make this new sled, and it says Klaus on it, and then he calls Jesper over, and he moves it, and it says and it says Klaus and Jesper on the thing. I was like, oh, my freaking God, this is going to hit me like a truck, dude. And then we see them just build all this stuff, and we see the family tree. They kind of call Klaus over, and it's filled with all of the families of the elf people, basically the Norwegians that are up there. Mm-hmm. And then we see Alva and Jesper right beneath them. Um, and then, yeah, they just make all the toys and they get it all prepped and we see the days ticking away and it eventually gets to Christmas Eve. Um, and they're getting the whole operation ready. They have everything kind of loaded up. They're ready to go. Um, and at that time, Jesper's dad kind of shows up to the cabin. He says, uh, I'm going to just take this outside. You guys keep working. I'm going to go talk real quick. And they go out there. And it's the dad basically saying, I'm so proud of you, son. You got all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And now it's time to go back. So get in the carriage and we'll basically take you back. And then we see Crumb and Ellen Bow. They're like, yeah, we reached out to your father and said such a, how told him how great of a job you're doing. So now you can go back to your privileged life that you always wanted and all this stuff. Then at that moment, Jesper kind of turns around and sees that, of Everybody's course, standing everyone's standing there listening. listening. They're like, oh, he was freaking doing it for the wrong reasons and all this stuff. And Klaus is pissed. Alva's pissed. I don't know what the elf people are thinking. Uh, but basically, he goes like, I can explain this typical line. And then Alva's like, no. And then I'm like, okay, so we're going that route. <laughs> and then, Well, it's, it's this is also at the beginning when we get the great, the famous line of the movie, the a nice deed or, you know, that whole thing. Um, before that, um, when he's confused on why is this all happy, you know, all, everything's turning around. Um, Jesper makes the point that everybody's out for something at least. Yeah. And Klaus, is, brings, Klaus it back. brings it back and says, I guess everybody's out for something. Oh, and I closes for- the door. I did forget about one thing though. Okay. Is as they're prepping for Christmas on Christmas Eve, Klaus comes down and he's wearing the red and white. Oh, he's wearing, yeah. yeah. It's like they made him a like uh, outfit for it. Mm-hmm. Like, is it too much? And they're like, no, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's freaking good, dude. I was eating it up. Um, and then, yeah, so Jesper, since he's rejected by everyone, he's like, fine, I'll just go home. And he gets on the carriage and he goes home and he goes on the boat and he's ready to leave. And then the ferryman goes like, you know what? This is the first time that I've seen a postman look more sad leaving than when they showed up he's like what he's like yeah that's he's looking at me he's dejected or whatever and then the dad kind of goes over and sits down across from him and then just stares at him mm-hmm. and then we cut and the boat's leaving and then the little girl's like does that whole thing that i can't really understand she's on her sled she slides all the way down there and she's just standing like at the edge of the water you know just 
crying that he's leaving. Yeah. You know, she didn't even really get to say goodbye yeah. or anything. And, and then you hear him kind of, I forgot exactly what he says, but he's like, why are you crying about it? I'm still here. And they kind of have this whole talk or whatever. He's like, crap, I got to get back. It's a nice little uh, kind of pan over, you know, yeah. and um, to the dock. Yeah. That he's still sitting on the dock while the boat goes into the mist or yep. the fog. And then she's like, he's like, Oh, don't bring up the mattress and all this stuff. Like he's gonna miss some stuff, but he really likes it's to the hear. silk sheets. Yeah, the silk sheets. That's, then. What, that's, he, what, that's what he misses. Yeah, which you, can make, like, you can make some silk sheets. At that point, you know they're making bank probably with the post office. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't get some silk sheets. But anyway, um. So then he's like, "Oh crap, I gotta get back up there." So he makes. Well, that's his the way. thing is, is, he turns around and sees that like all the village people have like their pitchforks and their fires, and he sees that they're going towards. Yeah, he sees basically this light kind of going towards Klaus's house um he's like oh crap so he goes there and as uh it cuts to kind of klaus's cabin and we see the village like at least the remaining angry members there's like 10 that kind of show up and uh their plan is to basically just destroy the presence so that there's no toil like just pure evil honestly just destroy the presence so that they won't be able to deliver them and all this stuff um and then of course alva has issues with like what are you doing and then klaus is like stay back it's like not worth it just let them do what they're gonna do as mm-hmm. long as no one gets hurt they can do what they're gonna do and then as they're about to walk up and do it of course jesper goes like ah and then jumps on the presence and everyone's like what the heck is happening and then the presence drop on the uh sleigh he jumps over klaus is in there and he kind of hits the uh reins mm-hmm. and then it just falls backwards he's like dude i would have never done this if he's I like needed... wait they're not they're not tied to the they're not the attached <laughs> I would never have done this if, they, if I knew they weren't attached. <laughs> Why aren't they attached? Why wouldn't they? You're about to leave. Why aren't they? As they're just going backwards <laughs> down a hill. And then just a complete chase scene kind of ensues. Klaus isn't having it at all with um, uh, ja- uh, Jesper as he's kind of going down. He's trying everything to kind of steer it. And Klaus is just sitting there with his arms crossed the whole time. And he kind of climbs up. They eventually rip like a hole. They throw like a spear yeah. and it cuts... A little bit, and toys are starting to fall out a little bit at a time. Yeah, he's like, "What are we doing? We gotta close this!" And he gets up there, and Klaus is still just not having any of it. And he's trying anxiety to, is through the roof. Yeah, and he's just point. trying. He's trying to close it. He's like, "He can't do it." And then people jump on top of it, so there's more people. And then Klaus kind of steers it. He's like, "Help! Help!" And he steers it into a cave. And then just a bunch of them get knocked off from the top. <laughs> and then he's Jesper's like, "Oh like, wow, great plan! How did you know that that wasn't gonna hit me?" And then it just cuts to Klaus, and there's no reaction to him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it eventually gets to a point where we're kind of racing around the corner and the two rivals, uh, son and daughter, are kind of hitting this curve. And then they, like, break and fall off. And then one of them falls off the – or they're, like, standing on ice and it breaks and they fall. And then the other one grabs their hand and brings them up. And, like, the whole thing is kind of like the Finding Nemo stuff where they just say mine. And then they're, like, holding one. <laughs> and then it's like, Mine. And then they're clearly together now or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, and they're basically on going down this hill, and it's basically like everything is going to fall apart. Presents are just falling out, pouring out of the back and everything, and Jesper's trying his best to save it. And Klaus is like, what are you doing? It's not worth it. You're not. You're going to die. And then we basically get this whole kind of Spider-Man 2 train sequence where they're kind of jumping in front and kind of trying to stop the sled from going off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Klaus kind of doing it. He gives up. Jesper's trying to everything. He's freaking digging his hand into the snow, kind of trying to grab the thing, and nothing really works. 
they eventually stop it um but then <coughs> the two people kind of show up and this uh slans have fallen over the cliff and then they're like well christmas is over you can't do your whole christmas plan and then jesper's like oh yeah well that's not all that matters because you know one true good deed can inspire others I'm like what are you talking about it's like well look behind you and they turn around and then <laughs> the daughter's holding the son it's like mine like no what are you doing get away from it and i chase after them and they disappear and jesper's all sad he's like well what are we gonna do it's like freaking all the presents are destroyed and all this stuff alva shows up out of nowhere to just kind of be there for the final moment and then klaus grabs a gift opens it up and it's just a piece of wood it's like what what kind of gift is that that's what the gifts were he's like wait a second and it was a decoy package for he the plan was they were just going to burn that and leave and then they were going to actually deliver the presents that was the plan the whole time so jesper almost risked his life for a bunch of fake gifts and he's like wait a second and then basically klaus and jesper they make up they're buddies now alva and jesper make up and they're like let's do it let's deliver Guess. Well, it's, it's funny, too, because uh, he says, how how did you know that they were going to do that? And uh, his girl basically says, I'm a school teacher. Yeah, you think kids that, talk. Yeah, you think that they're not going to tell me about mm-hmm. what's I know what's going on. I'm in the loop. And I, I kind of love that they like they just cut to the next morning. Mm-hmm. And we get to see all the kids go and open their gifts. It's like, just what I want. And I was like, dude, I freaking love Christmas, dude. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's opening what they want and everyone's having a good time. And then we kick into like this voiceover. And it's Jesper kind of saying, like, Christmas was a success. Everything's going according to plan. Year after year, we show up. I'd show up at Klaus's house and we get started. And, it like, we get this montage of, like, him opening the door and Klaus looks progressively older. And then one time he's like, what's on your face? And then Jesper has, like, a mustache. And I was like, he's like, oh, what are you talking about? I think it looks pretty good. And then it shows that the two rivals, the Crumb and the Ellen Bowes son and daughter, got married and they look freaking mad but i love that they they get in the car Mm -hmm. or the little sleigh and just moving like so slow because they're like three times the size of anyone um i don't even know if we necessarily did it justice but the two heads about the families um the the crumbs are kind of the ones plotting everything yeah Whereas the oh yeah it's just the back and forth throughout the the other family they're just airheads yeah and it's just we get these great it's interactions. Like, don't you ever say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good because it's like, you know, she's crumbs are catching on the plan. <gasps> They're gonna do this, and we need to do this before that. But then the the other family's just not quite getting it. You yeah. know, they're always just a step behind. They're like, don't ask me who we're talking yeah. about yeah. right now. Yeah, I love that. And then we get a great line even before saying like, how have we never defeated you after all these years? Yeah. You know, it's just it's great. So now seeing that they're families are connected and marriage is is quite nice it's hilarious um and then jesper kind of goes like oh me and elva of course she loved me Mm -hmm. and they're together and they live in the same house or whatever i thought oh that's cute oh and then they keep he just keeps showing up at klaus's house and then klaus looks pretty old this last time it's like they've been doing it for 12 years um and they've every year they've expanded the operation Mm -hmm. and it kind of has a montage of them kind of doing it they shows them on the boat He's showing them, like, the northern lights and everything, and then it cuts, and it's, like, Klaus out working, doing the bird houses and stuff. Chopping wood. Yep. And then eventually he, like, puts the X in the ground, and he's taking, like, a breather. And he's, like, taking an extra long breather. And then uh, we hear, like, the wind and the snow, and it kind of goes up the hill. 
and then Klaus. He, yeah, and he looks up like beyond he, the trees, and we just see this bright light, you know. And he's like, "Don't worry, my dear, I'm coming." And we get the freaking best shot, dude. I love it. It's my favorite shot with like all the trees, and it's just we see the wind kind of blowing up into the sun, and then we see just Klaus walking up this hill, mm-hmm. and then he disappears, and he like becomes one with the snow or something, dude. I was like, "Oh, that's so freaking." I was like. And then, one, and, and then one time, and then one time, Jesper goes and knocks on the door, and he's not there anymore. Mm. And he opens the door, and he re- he realizes that he's like he just disappeared. He's you know he's asking the tribe if they've seen yeah, him. Yeah, they haven't seen him. And then it cuts, and we get to see Jesper's a little older. He's got some gray on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see him and Elva with their children, and it's Christmas Eve, and they're like, oh, you got to go to bed. And then he's like, oh, preparing the postage. Stamp, and he gives him a kiss on the cheek. He goes like, stamp, gives him a kiss on the cheek. And then uh, gives Alva like a kiss, and then he goes, and he sits down in front of the fireplace. With? Some cookies and some milk. Are you kidding me? And he's just staring at the fireplace, and he falls asleep, and then he hears like some noise on the roof or whatever, and he wakes up, and he says, once a year, I get to see my friend again. (laughs) And then it ends. Are you the? I was like, are you the freaking kidding me, dude? It's oh so good. Gosh. That's one of my favorite last lines of the year, dude. I know. I'm sitting there. I'm like, that's right there with freaking hustlers, I man. Agree. That might even be. That's freaking good. That's a great last line. This freaking movie, man. Are you kidding it's, me? It's it's a great. It's just a great Christmas movie, dude. It's overall, like it, yeah, it just pers- give me your give me the big. What's your thoughts overall? I think overall, I say that there's a lot of stuff derivative about it. I think that it definitely rushes through the story a little bit. I wish that we had some more time developing the characters a little bit. I think Jesper's kind of change into it is like on a dime almost. Um, And like him and Alva's relationship, of course they're going to end up together. But I did like that towards the end, they gave him more time when she gives him the walk around. I do like that scene a lot and stuff like that. Klaus is like a freaking awesome character. Well, one thing about him that obviously we see that he hides a little bit of emotion the whole time. He's just a man of a few few words, yeah. you know. He doesn't say a whole lot. So those moments where we see him laugh and he does the whole ho, ho, ho. 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 Oh, it's and so he's good. like, that's how you laugh? What the heck? The thing is, is that it's, I think that it's just a great Christmas movie. I think it embodies mm-hmm. what what's so special about the Christmas time, about giving back, about good deeds like it is. Sure. Um, and I love... They pretty much covered every base when it comes to yeah. like Santa Claus's origin story. Like they give meaning behind all the small things that we just associate with it, which I freaking love. Um, so overall, I don't think it's like a masterpiece in storytelling or anything, but I think it looks gorgeous. The character designs are awesome, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think that it's just one of those movies that it makes me feel warm. And I would 100% every Christmas time just throw it on and give it a watch mm-hmm. and like just almost like kicks off the Hollywood, not Hollywood, holiday season for me. And like just that feeling it gave me the, it reminded me of like why I love Christmas so much. Like when kids were opening the gift, I'd get a little, yeah, Christmas sure. is pretty cool. Even like when they're trying to learn to write and stuff like that, that got me a little heartwarming and everything like that. And I think the end, like the final, like I read, I was reading like some Reddit stuff, like the Reddit discussion, and they said like the movie is good, but like that final ten minutes is like like it's art, like that's like so good, like even that is like a sh- I don't know, but 
I, yeah, the final 10 minutes definitely brought it. I did think, though, one of my negatives is some yeah, of well, the... What are some of those nitpicks you have? Some of, like, the re- like the needle drops I was about to say the same weird, thing. Dude. They're freaking weird. And, you know, it's funny because we, we just recently went to see Ford versus Ferrari, and I felt the opposite. I'm like, man, this has an original score. I wish I wish this had some needle drops for those moments where it's like, oh, now he's sh- shifting the car into gear and taking off. Yeah. You know, it's the moment, you know, kind of building that momentum. Um, I think like the trailer did this. It it did it perfect. It yeah. was doing some Greta Van Fleet, some highway tune, which is just fitting. You know, yeah. the highways in the title. Yeah. Um, and in this one, we do get needle drops, and I'm like, it doesn't really this match the weird. vibe of it. It's it was very contemporary. It reminded me of the trailer. Yeah. The big problem yep. I had with that you had with yeah. the trailer is that it's like it's, this is bad it's like, trailer. I like the song High Hopes by Panic at the Disco, but it literally doesn't match the vibe at all with the trailer and that's kind of like a lot so, of the stuff you in know this. honestly if we didn't see the short beforehand and i just saw that trailer i probably wanted to watch this movie yeah. so it just goes to show how important marketing yeah. is in a sense it made know? it look super more like what is it um just super like factory made I think like this, one of those derivative kind of this could have really really been awesome with a nice i, agree. I mean obviously i'm not gonna any movie would be better with a John Williams score, but I could just like just yeah. imagine Home Alone oh, without yeah. like imagine like a Home Alone type score with this. There is there I think there is one original song okay in it that I liked, mm-hmm. and I think it comes back a couple times even just the instrumental of it. I like, sure. but there was a lot of like weird like contem- there's like a hip hop song in exactly. There. There's I'm like, weir- like I was like don't like that. As soon as it came on, I was like don't like that at all. So was this Django and Chain? Yeah. What's happening right now? But overall, I think it's great. The praise that it's getting is worth it absolutely i think it's definitely like a fantastic uh christmas family movie definitely miles ahead of charlie brown. <laughs> you're not wrong if you want to get into the season i see that's the thing that's my problem with the charlie brown thing is when i watch christmas movies i want to get that warm blanket feeling of christmas you know and this gave me that it gave me the kind of joy especially at the end dude i was like i literally as soon as it ended i like went like and I slapped my notes, and, and I was like, holy is. crap. <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking great. Yep. Um, but, yeah, what about you, man? Oh, dude, I had a blast. You know, like I said before, um, kind of changing history Love uh, is something that I really eat up. I think that's maybe why I'm a big fan of Tarantino is that he does a great job of that. Um, so just seeing how they pulled that off in this movie, once I, I knew it was happening – I thought, oh, man, I'm in for it. Because there's just so many things that we associate with Christmas or just Santa in general. Um, so it almost became sort of a game like, okay, how are they going to, yeah. how are we going to, like, put a spin on this uh, tradition that we know? You know, uh, where where does the cookies, leaving the cookies I out at night I freaking love that, from? too, where he literally just grabbed, he saw a cookie and he ate it. And then a kid's like, oh, he likes cookies. You got to leave the cookies out. I was like, that's freaking great, dude. Well, but, oh, oh. We didn't even talk about it. So we talk about the moment of how great um, the the scene is where the kid looks out the window and sees them flying. But the next day when more kids are asking for more toys and they have their letters, this kid kicks open the door. He's like, you guys aren't going to believe it. I saw Santa and his sleigh. They were flying. flying. So then that's kind of when that whole magical thing starts, and mm-hmm. all the kids are like, oh, it's magic, and it's like. And that's when he tells Santa or Klaus about it, and he that's when he lets out the ho, ho, ho. And yeah. then Jesper's like, that's how you laugh? Let me hear it one more time. Let me hear it one more time. He's like, no, I'm not going to laugh. Well, that's it. the thing is, like, like I said before, he's kind of a man of few words, and even as the movie goes on, 
he's still pretty quiet. Yeah. He's still reserved. It's Dude, not JK like Simmons it's not like voice. he opens up at the end. It's like you know he's finally he's, serving his, his purpose, yeah. but he's still not going to say a whole lot. Yeah. He really doesn't. He doesn't have a whole lot of lines yeah. in this. J.K. Simmons' voice though is perfect. I thought he was it. great. Yeah, it's like meshes so well with how the character is designed and everything. I thought it was great. Um, I think the whole voice cast did great. Um, but yeah, man. It's just that ending is so good, dude. Are you kidding me? I was like, as soon as he started knocking on the door and I saw him get older, I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, they're not going to do this to me. Are you kidding me? And then even once, even that shot, when he that that's the Nate Talon shot of it when he's like walking up towards the light. I was like, oh, man, that's powerful. And they if they if even if they just ended it there, I would have been like, dang, that was great. But then they freaking take it up to 11. And I... Anything when you see like main characters have kids now and they're passing that on and they're enjoying. Oh my god! I can think of another animated movie they got you this year. Yeah, of course. And I was freaking balling in mm-hmm. the theater as soon as it showed because I was like, oh yeah, they didn't get me, but man, that was a good conclude. And then it cuts to the epilogue. I'm freaking. As soon as I see them, I'm like, I know, I know what's about to happen. I'm freaking balling. But yeah, just that, just him like literally sitting and waiting, and he's like, well, once a year, I get to see my friend again. God, dude, dude, I'm a freaking softy. Even just thinking, I know about it gets like, me a little oh bit, right? Gosh, dude, that's all. So, what is that? The Luca moment? The end? Yeah. Uh, I think it might be the flying. No, oh, yeah, that's I think a fantastic that's moment. A, I think that that kind of takes the cake, and then um, the very end is just the cherry on top. Yeah, because I'm sold by the movie, yeah. even if we don't get that that exact ending but the fact that we get it just wraps a bow on it and you're like okay i completely agree this is this is legit yeah so overall i think that klaus kind of etched its way at least into my kind of christmas absolutely i can't wait to show it to more people you know i'm curious to see how just how it plays Mm -hmm. you know we think it's rewatchable but i'm curious to think if or to know if this catches on soon yeah or if it's the sort of thing that'll kind of grow and expand over time yeah yeah um, it being a Netflix thing, I think helps. It's like available, yeah. Yeah, so it's gonna be there. Um, I feel like I wish. Uh, I don't know, man. I think that they kind of messed up the marketing. I think that's kind of the problem. Um, because at this point, we're right in the middle of the de- December. We should be seeing nothing but this. Yeah. And we're kind of seeing the Irishman and random stuff. Yeah, so it's marriage like, story. This is weird that we're getting this. I mean, I get it because Netflix has never won pushing, an Oscar, yeah, they're and you know award. they're just pushing that stuff. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's freaking almost Christmas, yeah. and I th- this thing is uh, basically in hiding. Yeah. Um. But no, I'm gonna be spreading it like a wildfire, man. I am it's too. freaking great. Uh. And I just want to give a shout out to uh, our friend Lonnie for suggesting yeah. that we that we do this. You know, we before we started even doing on twos, we kind of already had a slate, um, ready. Yeah. Um. And she just was raving about this movie like, so you much. You gotta watch it. You gotta and watch it. And we thought, you know what? Right after doing Frozen Two, it was kind of fun doing something um, newer. It was challenging just because we had to go to a theater and we couldn't just rewatch it like we wanted yeah. to. This one is a little bit it's more on accessible. Netflix. It's, it's on, available. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it just kind of worked out perfectly, and it was kind of nice doing a little bit of an audible. Yeah. Um, so overall, no, Klaus is just it's it's so good. Yeah. And it's definitely something I'll be watching every year. Yep. Next week, though, we're going to be diving back into the Christmas classics. Oh, yeah. Um, It's one of your favorites, isn't it? Hell, yeah. So we're doing um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And we're not not doing the new one. Nope. Nope. Of course, we're not doing the Jim Carrey one. No. 
We're doing the old one, baby. That wouldn't even make sense if we did the Jim Carrey. And I already, I already know what my shot. We've the whole had, thing is. we've had so many people ask us, "Wait, the Jim Carrey?" And it's like, it's like this do you is even a, listen to the podcast? This is literally an animated movies podcast. I don't understand. Don't it's know. not like we're talking about the Lion King, where it's like CG. Yeah, it's, it's like, is it animated? Which no. was nominated for best animated? Whatever, dude. I, uh, that instead of Klaus. Yeah, what the heck's going on, man? That instead of Klaus. I know. I know. I'm pissed. That's a that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, we'll have a whole podcast on it. Yeah, let's just rant about all of our hatred in the world. So yeah, anyways, if you want to do your homework, How the Grinch Stole Christmas next week, I'm sure a lot of you have it already etched into your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to revisit that one. Uh, yeah, man, we're in the thick of it, Christmas time. Yeah, you know, not that we plan on doing it a lot, but you know, if there's any suggestions you guys Absolutely. have out there, um, obviously this is perfect example that we're flexible in the sense if if there's something. Um, that you're just, you know, dying to hear about. Maybe maybe we can work something out. Um, but in general, um, I had a blast with this. Absolutely. Movie. Yep. Yeah, so everyone, during this Christmas time, if you haven't seen it, I mean, we kind of talked through the whole movie, but it's a little bit different when you see it for yourself. Sure. I'd definitely recommend getting around the campfire or the fireplace. Um, turn on, on Klaus. Mm-hmm. Get a nice uh, hot chocolate and watch it. It's a good one. Yeah. Warms the heart a little bit. Maybe brings a tear to your eye. It almost brought a tear to mine. Bring some Kleenex. Definitely bring some Kleenex. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. See you.